This is America. We pledge allegiance to the flag. Welcome to the Green Card Podcast. This is the place to find out how you could soon be living the American dream. Who am I? I'm James George. I made my dream move to California and I'm loving every minute. Over the next 45 minutes, we will have another amazing guest to help you make your dream move. Hello and welcome to my new podcast. I haven't even got a name for it yet. I I haven't got a, a website, a Twitter account, a Facebook account or anything, but I keep getting asked... How did you get your visa to get to move to California in the United States from England? I also keep getting asked from people that already have a visa in the US. Can you give me any advice to getting a green card? The funny thing is, I don't even have a green card yet. I am purely on an E2 visa and... I don't know all the answers to all of it, but I do seem to know a lot more than what a lot of people do. And what I plan to do from this podcast is get people that have a lot more knowledge than me on the show. And then I also plan to get people which are looking to move to the US that want some advice as well. So the advice that I'm going to be giving out isn't advice that is advice from an attorney that has done this millions of times is purely from information that I have gained off the internet, information that I have gained from other people that are in that situation and then through my experiences. So don't take this as legal advice, but hopefully it will give people an insight into the different options available to move to the US. And yeah, hopefully you like the podcast. And I've got a guest on the show this week. His name is Mark Higgins. Hello, Mark. How you doing, James? You all right, mate? I am very good. I'm literally sat here in California. I'm in, in the sunshine most days, and I am truly, absolutely loving life. So, Mark... <laughs> uh, what I'm happy do, for you, mate. <laughs> what we're going to do is find out a little bit about you. I'm going to tell you about my situation uh, and how I got here. And then we're going to talk about the possible options for you. So, first of all, I will let you... I know you keep asking me... James, how what are you you know what visa you on? How did you do it? So let's do that first. Then we'll talk about your situation. Does that sound okay? okay? Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Right. So I am here on an E2 visa. Yeah. And essentially, what that is is you have to invest a certain amount of money. Well, it's not a certain amount, but this is where the complication comes in. But you have to invest a decent amount of money into a company that already exists in the US or set up your own business. Now, we already had a business in the UK called My Little My Little Princess Parties and we franchised that business in the UK. It's a children's entertaining company that specializes in princess parties. And what we did when we looked at moving to the US is we had a few different visa options and I'll talk about the options that we had available to us. But in the end, the, the option that we went for and advised to go for was the E2. Then with the E2 visa, we had the option of setting up Uh, our own business or buying a business that already exists. Because we already had a business that existed and was profitable and doing well in the UK and we knew what we were doing, we went, right, let's set up that business in the USA. Mm -hmm. What we had to do was a very complicated, long process. 
We had to do a business plan through a company that actually specializes in business plans for E2 Visa. We had to come over here first, set up the business. We had to make sure we had an office. We had to make sure um, one of the things that was really good was it have someone already employed working for the business. We had to invest a large amount of money, which in the end we invested. It probably ended up being about $100,000. But mm. you don't have to invest that much. And I will talk about that later as well. We just didn't want to take the risk and have anything rejected. So we put in every penny that we had into it. But I'll talk about the different options and how it actually can be a lot less. And it is was a long, complicated, painful, stressful mm. process. With an E2 visa, my understanding of it is, is people have done it as less as $25,000. Yeah. They, if you do all the research on the internet, and we spoke to five different attorneys before we went for the one that we went to, we had ranges from advice from about 60,000 up to 100,000. That was a kind of what they believed that they could get through. Someone has done it as low as 25,000. And, and what they do is they essentially look at it and go, how successful is this business going to be if you're setting up a new business? Staff, they need to see that you're going to have at least one member of full-time staff probably to begin with looking to have two and they've got to be Americans. They can't be yourselves. You obviously will be an extension of that, but you've got to employ Americans. If you were going to be setting up a recruitment company or something where you don't need to have many outgoings, then that's that's the example I gave because the $25,000 was was a recruitment company then that that could be less but my advice would actually be to if you were going to get an e2 visa would be to buy an existing company i say that mm. because what we did is we invested all of our money into the business and then they could have rejected our application yeah we could have invested all of that money and they went no sorry james and kelly you cannot get this visa we don't think is going to well, probably I don't know if they give you reasons why necessarily, but they could just say no. So then we were in a situation that we actually invested every penny we've got. We moved out of our house. We sold everything we did. We did everything. We put all in. Literally everything I had all in. Luckily they said yes. I would not advise doing that myself, mm. um, especially if we're going to talk about your situation. But obviously I know a little bit about it. What you'd ideally want to do is buy a business that is already exists, that already has the employees there, that is already generating profit. What happens then is is you put the money in what's called an escrow. So say the business is a hundred thousand dollars, you yeah. purchase that you you say I'm going to purchase this business, but I'm only purchasing this business if I get the visa. So there's an escrow company, which is essentially a middleman, which holds the money for you. When yeah. you get the visa, they then transfer that money over to the business. The transaction goes through, you are fine. If it doesn't go through and you get rejected, you get your money back. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's a safer way of doing it. <laughs> Much better way of doing it. Don't do what we did. So with that, um, we're going to find out essentially if this is an option for you but for anyone else listening 
this if you can try and get say fifty thousand dollars together could possibly get it for less if you manage to get a business which was had two full-time employees already was generating enough money to pay one of you as well a full-time amount of money then if it the business generates that then you could probably get away with putting less money into it you could probably get away with it has been done at twenty five thousand uh but you probably to be safe look at fifty to sixty thousand dollars if that's the type of figures you've got to look at obviously the problem that we had uh is the pound crashed (laughs) so we ended up having to put a lot more in than we were going to because of the fact the pound crashed the pound has come back up to a reasonable rate now, so it's not so bad. But that's obviously one of the things you've got to look at. It's not how many pounds you put in, it's the dollars that you put in. Yeah. Okay. What they're going to look for in that as well is what experience you've got. And we'll talk about that. And I know you haven't got this business experience that I did, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily mean that you can't do it. There's a lot of people that get ATU visas that haven't run businesses before, but or maybe run a business that's in a different field. I, we're going to talk about your experience in the past, in the past but when, I know, for example, you've got a singing background. I know you like to keep fit. There's, you could buy, you know, if you like to keep fit, there's a possibility you could buy gym, for example. Yeah. And you don't need to have a massive amount of experience necessarily in the world to, to run a gym that's something that could be possible just as an idea so people out there listening to the podcast one of the things is is have a look at your finances see what can be done you can't borrow money to get it but what you could do is have a gift from the family now obviously you might pay that back but you wouldn't necessarily let them know that that was the case then you might be able to get the money together to go down this type of visa the other options available which we actually were going to look to move there on we thought we could do an l1 visa where essentially we have got the business in the uk we were going to set the business up in the us and then we were going to transfer as a as a manager over and then run the business that's his simplest way of explaining it we were told by five different attorneys that wasn't the case, that you couldn't essentially self-sponsor yourself from a business to another business. I now know someone else has done that, and it is actually possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you don't currently run a business at the moment, Mark, which we found out, and you're, you're, you wouldn't go down that route. But for anyone listening, that is a potential. Uh, if you started working for a business in the UK that had a business in the US already – and you were a manager in the UK, they could then transfer you to run the... Well, I think it's once you've worked for a year or something, you could then... Once again, don't state, take these as facts, but you could basically get transferred over. I have a friend who met an American, and he started working for American Express, I think it was. He got transferred by American Express over to American Express in the US. So looking long-term... That is sometimes what people could do as well, is try and find a business that has a base in both, work for the business in the UK for a certain amount of time, and then get transferred. 
Other options available are investment visas. I'm pretty confident that this it, it, this wasn't an option for us, and and I, I'm pretty sure this isn't an option for you. Um, but you need half a million dollars to invest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't got quite got that much. No, money. yeah. Um, <laughs> so people, but the problem also with that is that looks like it's going to get increased soon, and that it's a lot more complicated than just half a million. But if you've got half a million, it's doable. That looks like it's going to go up. So that is another option. And then the other well-known option for people in California, I believe it's called an O1. Now, um, that is essentially when you are in the entertainment industry quite a lot of the time, actors, singers, that type of thing. And Mm -hmm. that is when you essentially have to prove that often it's like you're an alien of extraordinary ability. Um, (laughs) And that is what it's called. (laughs) That is when you essentially move over on proving that you tick certain boxes and prove that you have got exceptional ability in a certain field. And we'll talk about your situation and that could be possible as well. All right. So there, yeah. that's kind of essentially the quick version of how we got in. Um, and then the other options that could be available to you. So, Mark, give me an insight into your history in regards to, you know, your work history. What have you done since you, you left school? I don't need to know every single job, but as, a, as an idea. Oh, mate. Uh, right okay <clears throat> so i suppose the most relevant will be uh the music that we would touch on then when you touch on the o1 visa i presume yeah um because uh i did x factor in 2010 um <clears throat> the year that one direction were sort of uh put together and from from that me and me and the group that i was in called the reason for um managed to uh get signed to a publishing deal and then a, a and like an independent label deal um from basically we co-wrote uh, an album and produced an album uh and we released a song off that album uh and we had we were plans to release two uh, further singles but uh, financially it didn't work out we didn't we didn't get the funds we needed to release a second and third single yeah um so that's a in a nutshell really really quick version of like the music that i was uh, yeah that i've been into but i've been in other bands i've been singing for a long time um it, you know I, it's something that i've been involved with um up until that point really um and it's something i still do now um it, i treat it more more of a hobby now than as a full-time job because i was lucky enough to do it for about two years as a full-time job but the, yeah the dream would be to be working in, in music um ideally do you have any other um, skills in the music industry like are you a songwriter do you can you produce music do you have any other skills rather than just singing yeah i i'm a songwriter so i'm a singer songwriter so i've i've written a lot of songs i've co-written most of the album um that we've done uh, as the reason for i've wrote new stuff original stuff on my own individually uh, and funnily enough i'm going in on saturday in the studio next saturday uh, to write on my own with another producer so yeah i don't produce unfortunately that's 
that's that that's that's the dream but you need to be an instrumentalist really you need to have a, an understanding of different types of instruments and music and all that and i'm more of a uh what's the word my singing ability and my songwriting ability is is a natural gift rather than a learned gift yeah um so being a producer i'd have to learn and probably go back to uni really and i I looked into it at one point but me being the age i am now with a family it wasn't viable to do it so yeah my i can write i can songwrite i can write i can write tracks as well okay and in regards to you're a fireman at the moment is that correct that's right mate yeah my full-time job because uh, you know a little bit about my background i was in the navy yeah. as well for four years um as an aircraft handler um because i, I like i say i was on x Factor 2010 we'd done about two years worth of, of gigging working in the industry before we had to sort of go back to day jobs and all that sort of stuff so yeah was in was was in the navy for four years got some got some skills and 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 stuff from there and then i've managed to get a, a job at Southampton airport as a fireman um which is which is obviously a caa caa qualified job as well yeah so there is an accreditation and a certificate with that um so yeah but yeah it's pretty cool isn't it and you're <laughs> it's, a, it's very different to being a singer mate but yeah and you're married tell me about yeah. your i mean in regard, also first of all your education you don't have a degree do you no i'm i'm only gcse and mvq uh yeah. education qualified and obviously these certificates that are relate to the job that i'm in currently yeah uh what about your wife's situation yeah my wife's degree degree education qualified um so she's got gcse's a levels and a degree and what degree what's her degree uh, in uh fashion marketing and management okay um and so Soph's had a, a few different jobs as well she's also done beauty therapy and and had a and beauty and, and is beauty qualified yeah um and she's sort of ran a sort of office manager for a financial company so she was like because of her obviously higher education she could get yeah those type of jobs so she was an office manager for a financial company basically so she's got quite a probably more academically on paper skilled than i am if you know what i yep. mean so she's probably more desirable to the united states than, than me well that's the thing is we actually with me and my wife we looked at it and the reason why we ended up getting my wife to be the applicant was because I have got more earning potential than what my wife has. And we were like, if the business doesn't go as well as we hope it would, I could hmm. then get another job, which I would like to have done anyway, to be honest. And yeah. then I can earn money because on an E2, you could have it where your partner can earn money some of the other visas that option isn't available i'm pretty sure with the o1 for example it's not available yeah so that's where it gets slightly more complicated and that's where you really do need advice from an attorney it sound it sounds like with your current situation yeah um what about finances do you have any savings do you have a house that you could sell anything yeah, like that, that- yeah, we have. Yeah, that that's if we were to do, like, say the E two for example, rather than the O one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if we were to sell our house, we would have capital enough. You'd capital have enough. You'd have at least fifty thousand. You think? Yeah, 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 more than that. Mate, yeah. Okay. But, the, but then I'd like to. My idea would be to sort of do what you said between fifty and sixty. Yeah. So that, in that, that case, you actually have the bank's so, own reserve. 
So I, if you did, you have the here's the options that I feel as though you would have is the O one for you could be doable. I think it would be tough because of the fact you. I know people that have done it that have maybe been on like Hollyoaks and those types of programs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know people that have been singers and stuff. Uh, you, if it was framed in the right way because of what you've done. I think it would be doable. The problem you've then got is, is you then have to go there as a singer and you can't really do anything else but the entertainment industry. Yeah. Your wife then can't work, is my understanding of it. Right. So the problem you've got then is, is you've got to earn enough money to live in probably more than likely California because that's the only place that you can really do it. Maybe somewhere like Nashville or something, but you ain't going to make money being a singer in Florida put it that way so no, you, absolutely. the problem you've now got is you've got to try and earn a ridiculous amount of money to live in live in la as a singer yeah absolutely i mate. think so, that's <laughs> a real problem for you yeah i was thinking from the advice that the little that we've spoken today and obviously before briefly as well was going the route that you've been down yes. really the e2 sort of route and the, the reason being is because like you say you could maybe buy a gym or you could maybe i think about a studio maybe buy a studio or something like that like a recording studio that i think a recording um, studio become, would become difficult because that is that not come on a, the o1 again is it or? that's no 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 just because it's a, not as not a reliable industry you need not something as lucrative, yeah you need something which is already in place making a certain amount of money with your wife's background Mm. I actually think something like beauty would work really well. Or yeah. if you, you for example, like to keep fit and stuff as well. If you had something like a gym that yeah. had a beauty section to it or whatever, you know, when, doing something like that would work very well. Mm. Uh, something where you could have something and then your wife could have something, but the business is essentially attached yeah. You could have it where it's in your wife's name, you buy a business, she essentially runs the business, and then you go out and get a job. Yeah. That is an option as well. But it sounds like you could actually definitely get this done. I know we've talked about before that you said you haven't – I ran a business before I came over. You haven't done that. I don't mm-hmm. think – don't get me wrong. In regards to the visa application – that helps but at the same time if you're buying a business that's already in place that has already got the infrastructure that is kind of working well um and you go in there and it's framed right and you've got the right attorney that goes in and says right your wife has done this before she's got this degree which is really really massive tick Mm. then she could go in there and add value to the business by say for example they're a beauty place but your wife can offer something that's different to what they already offer and she's got a degree and she's worked as a manager in an office or whatever before so she's got administration Mm -hmm. experience i'm pretty sure that you could frame that really well to be able to to get to get an e2 visa and your e2 visa james is it like a a minimum turn of, like, good, 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 amount good of years. So as it yeah. currently stands, an E2 visa will be given on a two to five year 
re- renewable visa. We got five years. Most people yeah. get five years. I think if you're already buying a business that exists and they can see doing well, you would more than likely get five years. Yeah. Then it's renewable. So as long as the business is doing fine, it was renewable. The negatives to the E2 visa is it doesn't have a direct link to a green card. And this is what I'm going to be doing another podcast on with people that have more experience than me. But essentially, when the kids are 21, they you could keep renewing and renewing and renewing. But when the kids are 21, that's when you then have the issue they would technically have to leave. There are ways around that. And people have been lobbying for years to try and get that changed. Mm hmm you can effectively by that you can there's different ways of getting someone else to employ you by that point so for example that is an option um and there there are other options available because of your history in music and if you continued in music and you started doing well or whatever there is a possibility that you could yourself get a green card from an alien of extraordinary ability uh Mm through that in the future as well but your child's young i wouldn't worry about that too much at the moment we've gone in and now we're thinking about it now but it's renewable at the moment they plan on that's not going to change as we as we speak at the moment so my advice to you would be do what we did come on holiday to areas that you think you could potentially move to do your research online in regards to house prices do your research online in regards to look at literally just google businesses for sale california businesses for sale Mm -hmm. florida whatever and go in and see they'll be able to start seeing how much profit these companies often make uh that type of thing they'll already have two people and just if you really feel that you want to make this move, it is a lot of effort. And it sounds like more than likely you'd have to sell your house to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Is that something you had to do with it as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's a similar situation, it's, I suppose. You are. What we essentially did is we... For ages, I wanted to do this, and I managed to convince my wife to. We came here here first to see 100% that it's what we wanted to do. We spent a few weeks here making sure, trying to live life as if we lived here, and we went to different places. We stayed in different Airbnbs, and we we went cooked for ourselves. We went out for dinner. We tried to get what it would be like to live here. We fell in love with it. And then it was a case of, right, financially, how do we make this work? If need be, sell your home, live with your parents or whatever for a short time, rent a place, whatever it is needed to do to do that. Mm -hmm. Have a business maybe already lined up. Um, Then start thinking about a real plan of what you're going to do. You need to speak to attorneys. Uh, You're going to have to pay say as a guest five thousand dollars not as it's an educated we're going to pay yeah, about yeah, five thousand yeah. dollars in fees uh this is where we're going to try and get different people on that can help on this podcast to give people actually hear what they people are like 
and then it gives an idea of who you want to work with. We made a mistake of working with someone who gave us an extraordinary deal because they'd never done an E2 before, but they'd done other visas. That was a massive mistake. You want to <laughs> go with someone who has got an E2. Now, you another thing which you can do is actually self-petition. Um, you could do, actually do this yourself, believe it or not. Okay. I remember when we went to the... we And this is where you can save money but also you're less likely to get it because obviously you haven't got much experience but i'd wish i'd done it myself now if i'm completely honest i ended up doing most of it myself yeah i learned a ridiculous amount off the internet and i remember when we went to our first um visa meeting she said i don't know why everyone uses attorneys they make a lot of mistakes and you could do it yourself and she actually said that to me <laughs> one son that there mate very well was she well this was the person who gave us you know essentially we had to have the visa interview with but she was essentially saying because she was saying it because our attorney made massive mistakes yeah and it took a lot longer and we had a lot more problems and had to, we had an interview that we thought we were all on and we weren't and it was just my wife and then we had and I've learned a ridiculous amount through this whole process and that's one of the things that I might look into is setting up a separate business to help people essentially do it themselves um, and it is doable to do by yourself it obviously depends on the situation and obviously the more complicated ones is different but mm-hmm. if you were just going to buy a business, um, you could get someone, not necessarily an attorney, to try and help you through the process if you can do it. And if not, get an attorney. Obviously, it depends on how comfortable feel with people doing it themselves. If mm. they can handle it getting rejected and things need changing, you know, what time frames are, that type of thing. But it is definitely doable by yourself. And there are people out there that have done it by themselves and have been successful. Um, it's yeah it's one of those that I would go on holiday yeah I was going to ask you mate actually I know this is obviously podcast aside because Sophie and I were going to like uh, do what you said Airbnb and stay yeah. in a few places um, but obviously visit like Carlsbad and stuff and then maybe touch base for you properly and have a look yeah. you can sort so of then give us a bit more of a lowdown can you yeah so here's just another separate whole thing on where you can go to there's two areas that Brits go to, which more than any other in the US, Florida and California. They've got the <laughs> yeah, best <of> <laughs> weather, so that is why you go. The difference is Florida is a lot cheaper, a hell of a lot cheaper than yeah. what California is. The weather is similar Florida is probably slightly hotter and I understand you get the reason why sometimes people don't like it as much is because sometimes it's a bit too humid and you get mosquitoes that type of thing there whereas Florida is essentially perfect weather I'm sorry California is perfect weather the problem with California is it is astronomically expensive you are going to need to buy a business that's bringing in a very good amount of income to be able to live in most places in California Florida, you can get a house four times the size for the same price. So what I would actually recommend doing, and it's one of the things that we looked at, but my wife in the end was like, if I'm moving anywhere, it's California, I'm sorry. So I didn't have that choice. But I was open to the idea of Florida. I would do both. Yeah, look look at businesses there and 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 houses there. 
because obviously to start with as well, James, you'll be renting. You're going over there. You'll be renting somewhere, haven't you? As well, to you live in all that sort of You haven't got. You've spent all your money on the visa. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So you'll be renting somewhere. So you need to look at rental prices and things like that, don't you? Local real estate. Put it this way. I suppose. I, it'll be about a third of the price probably in rental for the same house in Florida than what it would be in California. And how, how much are you looking at like, a monthly rental of a place in California? It's like a three bedroom or something like that. I don't a know. Three just, bedroom, top, just, just off the top of my head. A, a three bedroom. It depends on the area, etc. But in the type of area we are, you're talking depending on how big you want it, what you get between two and a half to three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Expensive. I've got a feeling if you had a look in Florida, you'd get the same for a thousand dollars. I don't know exactly, but I've got a feeling. Yeah. Depends obviously where you are. It's difference between Miami and other places. And here, there's a big difference as well. If you go to somewhere like Temecula, which is 45 minutes inland from here, you can get a lot more for your money. So you can still live in California, but you're you're just going more inland. Yeah, not living like around the coast and stuff. Yeah. So do, do, do you rent like, then, James? Do you? Yeah. So we have the moment when we came in because we put in every penny into our business. Yeah. So that's one of the things to look at is. I would do both. Uh, do it in one trip. I don't know how much. Obviously, it's, it depends on work, that type of thing. But you could easily get an idea in one, one and a half weeks in Florida and then do the same here. Um, mm-hmm. And just, yeah, just enjoy it. See it as a holiday, but also try and get an idea of what it would be like to live there. Go to the supermarkets. Florida is a lot cheaper in regards to food. And, and stuff as well in regards to healthcare, it's mm-hmm. you're going to have a you need to be able to earn a lot of money in california really for it to be worthwhile and if you look at the e2 visa group that we i've joined which i can add you as well um yeah. that most of them are in florida yeah, could you send me a link to that, James? Yes. I'll, I'll have a look and at there's that just lots thing. of people asking questions, that type of thing on there. And in regards to that, it's a case of uh, I, I would seriously look at Florida as an option. If you really feel as though your music career could take off if you move to somewhere like L.A., fine. But with a family that you've got in your situation, do you mm. want that added stress of potentially earning no money while you're trying to get a career off the ground? They're the things <laughs> you have to think about. Or yeah, would you prefer to do essentially what you are now, have it as a side thing, get yourself a job, or both of you run the business? They're obviously things which you have to decide yourself. But your situation, 100% you can do it. If you did what I did and essentially went all in, you you would do it. I, I'm 100% yeah. convinced you could get a visa and move to the US. It's whether you want to go through all of the stress and effort. And trust me, we went, we went, we did it at the wrong time. We had a young, we had a, we had a newborn baby. My wife had serious health issues. Mm. We, we did too much in too short a time. And yeah. it is, and, and setting up the business rather than buying one, 
completely different. If you are in your situation now and you're not planning on having a kid at the same time of moving and you put a buy a business, you put the money in the escrow, if you look at that and and, and what are you going to have to spend? I mean, if you do, you could, you could try and do it potentially by yourself without paying an attorney. You could sell your home. You could move in with your parents. You could process the application. You could have the business lined up. And that's one of the things that you would do, do as well. I would, if I was you, have businesses lined up that you would actually be interested in buying and go and view mm-hmm. those businesses when you do it. Yeah. Have everything in place. And if it didn't go through, they normally come back and tell you why. At that point, you may go, do you know what? Let's get an attorney involved just to help us. Or you might even be just able to make a couple of changes yourself. It goes through. You're gone. If not, and you realize this ain't going to happen, then what really have you lost? Don't quit your jobs yet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you, you still have your house. House. You'd have your, you can yeah, buy another house. Yeah, this escrow thing you're talking about, James. How, yeah. how do you go about doing it like that route rather than like you said, where you just put yeah, it in? Essentially, and then... there's a different escrow companies out there. You go on the internet, you find one, and once again, you you go on the you, you use the groups that I'm going to get you to join, and you say who used what escrow company. You get a bit of advice from someone. You transfer that $50,000, $60,000, whatever it is, into an escrow company. And if the deal goes through, they take they, – it goes through. They take the money. You're, you're off. You're in, and then if it doesn't, you get the money back. Oh, cool. Yeah, it seems like a better way to do it, doesn't it? 100%. You could effectively risk very minimal here. The only thing that you'd be doing is selling your home. Because yes. you don't have to quit your jobs. You I you know, you don't want to even mention it to them. You essentially want to get to the point where it goes through and then it's like, really sorry guys, but my visa just went through. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing, so what I what I said is obviously talk to you, speak to Soph, go somewhere, visit like you said, but almost like a living holiday so that you're going you're you're going to be cooking yourself yep. like you said trying to imagine living there and having to work and things like that as well as living there uh, as well as being on holiday because when what most people do is they get in holiday mode yeah and they don't think about having to work as well as living there so that's what that's what i think will be beneficial as well so the, yeah it's funny you mentioned florida as well are moving are the positive is i'll be honest life will be a million times better <laughs> Everyone's yes. happier because of yeah, the sunshine yeah. every day. You get home Absolutely. from work. It's still beautifully sunny every day. You you get to in play with the kids. You often li- move into a community that's got a pool. So you're going to the pool every day. You're going to the beach. It's Life is incredible. The negatives are you're moving away from your friends and your family. You're starting a completely new life. And some people, however much the positives are, they cannot live away from their family they cannot live away from their friends i'm fortunate enough that and most of the time men are okay to be able to do that women are normally the ones that struggle with that Mm. this is how it normally happens they're the ones that normally struggled away from move away from friends and family so that's what normally is the issue and that's what we had to begin with my wife did find it hard but we've made some amazing friends and she's now extremely happy here so they're the things that you you have to think about is it worth all of the effort 
Um, so they're, they're the things that you have to think about. And obviously, I'm here for you. If you've got any more questions in regards to it, I would just start Googling everything in the world. The great thing about Google is you can get the answers to most things. The annoying thing is about ET visas, you will get the most conflicting information <laughs> on the Internet. One person will say you need to invest 100000 The next person will say you need fifty. There isn't exact answers to a lot of those questions. Yeah. But uh, obviously, being a friend, I'd be willing to help you uh, uh, in regards to it all. And yeah, I think the first thing to do is sit down, think, do we really want to do this? Look and Start looking at businesses online. Start thinking about businesses that you could run. Mm-hmm. Then actually line up meetings and book a flight and come on holiday and actually ask businesses if you're really interested in them. There's a TV show where they did this as well, where you go in and you spend a day working on that business. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And if you actually look up on the internet, um, there's businesses, there's actually TV shows and they've done series on it. I can't remember what it was called, um, where a guy would take a normally it was a couple and they were looking at and often it was like Florida or Spain or whatever there was one on Florida and he actually got them to go and spend a day in like three different businesses and that's what I would advise you doing actually go and spend a day working there coming home and then seeing what it's like when you come home spending the time with the family yeah cheers man that's great advice I mean it, it because a lot of people get the romantic notion, don't they, when they move somewhere and they don't think about having – and that sounds crazy, but the actual life you're going to be living there, away from family, working, uh, and and still – it's still life, but in like you say, in a warmer climate, in a climate which yeah. I know I'd be happier in because we spend nine months of the, of the 12 here at least in rain and grey and yeah. miserable. And I live in a decent part of, you know, Southampton, you know Southampton well, James, I live in Hamble, which is a nice place to live. Um, you know, and it's, it is nice. We've got a marina and we, we live like close to the water here, but you can't enjoy it, mate, because most of the time it's, it's just miserable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. And also one of the things you also have to think about is, yes, for me, life is a million times better, but it's a lot of effort setting up things here. And I actually didn't realize how much. The first year, you are just constantly – you it's a full-time job setting up life here. Getting mm. a mobile phone, getting a car, setting up <laughs> all the – yeah, like when, you, when you move home in the UK, you have to do a lot, don't you? Set, changing yeah. your name on everything, registering. It's a million times doing it all. When you go to the supermarket – they have different words for everything here. Trying to go to a supermarket, you spend four hours trying to do what would take you 10 minutes in the UK. It, it's, it is a massive, big thing, moving countries. And it, that's where you have to sit down and go, is it worth it? I know people that have gone, I'd love to, I'd love to. And then when we sat down there, like, actually, do you know what? Taking the kids out of school, doing all of that, for us, is too much effort. For me with the kids the age that they were before they started school and then also just because of the quality of life that I knew we'd all have it was worth mm. it and yeah we're looking at trying to get our green card now to spend the rest of our lives here there you go so it's worked out brilliantly for you guys isn't it yeah. which is awesome well we better call it a day now Mark but thank you for coming on 
Cheers, James, mate. I really appreciate your help, as ever. Yeah, and just to let everyone know, I am going to do more podcasts. I'm looking at getting another podcast with a, a lady who runs a group on the E2 visas, and she has been trying to get a path for the E2 visa to green card, and she is always lobbying and meeting important people so she's going to be a great guest i've got another guest coming on who is actually an attorney who has helped loads of people get visas for e2s and other ones so we're going to get her on as well and i'm sure i will get plenty more guests on the show so fingers crossed everyone enjoyed it and let me know um, please comment follow us and like like the podcast when it's online thank you very much cheers mark have a good day james cheers mate you're a legend thank um, you very much Thanks, mate. I hope it all goes well as well with a new podcast. I'm sure it will, mate, because I know so many people will be interested to know these things.